there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. One thing that I think has been on everyone's minds ever since that Virginia Tech game is thinking about this team more broadly and the future of this team. What does it hold? A big part of that is Dino Baber's fate and future with the program. And I think a big question on everyone's mind that has been brought to the forefront in the past week is should he keep his contract and what would it take to see Dino Babers in the same position next year? What do you have to see in the end of this year? Uh, you know, even, even if they win the, win the, win the next games, um, I think there needs to be a change. There needs to be a change at the top. And, you know, it's, it's hard to do that with a team, but – uh, I think this is the proper time. I mean, he's been there for a long time. Um, and it's the same song and dance every single week. Uh, you know, you, you win your first few games, and then after that, it just goes downhill. So why, you know, I, I, as a coach, I would focus on why this thing is going downhill in the middle of the season time after time. Um, you're not going to be able to fix it, like I said, in the you know, next uh, next few weeks. But – that's something he has to really figure out, him and his staff, because it's it's the same thing. And you don't see that from a lot of different programs. But for some reason, you see it at Syracuse year after year. Um, there's a lot of good coaches out there, a lot of good players out there. Uh, I mean, as you see, you see Syracuse players going in the, in, in, uh, in the NFL and they're you know having really good seasons. So there's players here. It's just how do you get your players to believe in what you're saying? Yes, I do believe Dino had the kids believing, but believing into the system and everything. But as of right now, I don't think the kids really believe in the system. I just don't believe that um, because – and if the kids don't believe in it, then that's when the coach has to um, make adjustments around your players, not the players making adjustments around the coach. That's for the coaches to do. Um, and we're not seeing those type of adjustments on offense at all. I mean, like again, I said, we live and die by the quarterback. Uh, the quarterback has so many responsibilities, um, and there's too many responsibilities. But that's the way the offense was in the very beginning, and we saw that in all the beginning games with Schrader's running the ball and all that type of stuff, making you know nice runs, nice passes. But we knew that was going to stop when it got to Clemson. Like all that running around and stuff like that, what he was doing, it's not a one-man's game. It's a team, a team sport, so you need all your players and we're not getting it done. We're not getting done with the people we have, and I think uh, it boils down to quarterback play, not putting as much pressure on the quarterback, but that's the way they design the offense, putting all the pressure on the quarterback. So if he has a bad game, we're going to lose, point blank. If he has a good good game, we're going to be in it because we have good enough defense. Um, so, you know, when you talk about Dino, I, I'm not a very happy, happy camper with the coaching staff at all, except for the defense. Um, we need to generate points. We need to score offense. And if that means bringing in a new uh, offensive coordinator in, a new head coach, so be it. That's what we have to do. It's about the program, not about individual. I'm going to take that and put it in two questions because there's the what I want and there's the what I would want to see and there's also the what I think is going to happen, what I think is going to keep them here. At this point, I mean, if he's able to get this team to 8-4, and 
and they went out, bring Dino back. That's where that's where I stand. Because to me, it's it's showing that it's getting over that hump and moving forward with something. And that and there's a few things that go into that answer. Seven and five, and maybe a bowl win. I might still be there, but anything below that, and it's and it's done. What I think is going to happen is I I think if this team gets to a bowl game, if they are eight and four or seven and five, he is 100% coming back. Six and six, that's an interesting question. Anything below that, if it stays four or if it goes five, I think it's done. And the difficult part of our jobs with this is with Syracuse being a private institution, we don't know the fine details of how much he's making. There's been reports in the past or really when he is leaving. You know, there was a a graphic that the team put out on social media not too long ago that was quickly taken down that had the 2024 on there. So we, based on those things, you like to think that it is coming up on a contract year. So this is a vital and important piece, but the money plays a very big role in this. And it also begs the question of, can we see someone do it better? Because right now, just with the way things are in Power 5 and the ACC geographically, Syracuse is just at a disadvantage. NIL is not competitive with the top of the ACC right now. And if that's not changing, can we see anyone else come in and do it better? It's a bigger question. Well, I mean, there's some coaches out there. I know Dan Mullen is familiar with Syracuse football. He was a GA here. You know, that Does Syracuse have the money to bring in a name like well, that, though? Well, Syracuse has the money to build a, uh, build a whole brand-new athletic facility. So, you know, when you donor money, donor Donor, money. So donors have money. Um, So, you know, when you say that, too, as well, you know, look at the big picture when they're building a multimillion dollar complex up there just for football. um, That's something new that's happening. (coughs) Excuse me. That's something new that's happening. And normally when something new like that happens, normally you see somebody new come into as well. You don't want the same old face as something brand new. Let me ask you guys this, and I even also would want to hear. The coaches know that, too, as well. The coaches are not naive. The coaches know that. They're not naive. I also want to hear what even Brendan Hodges would say on this as well. If they were to bring in someone new, do you have a couple of names to throw out there of who you would want that person to be besides who you already mentioned? I mean, there's there's coaches out there. There's going to be coaching changes at, at, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the year. Um, the market is very important. Yeah. Depending on what this looks like in this offseason, I think that plays a very much bigger role than people realize is what is out there. Because you have some of the bigger names that have already been kind of chilling. Coach O, LSU being one of yeah. them. Yeah. You know, he, he's had his, his history, so to speak, with Syracuse. Um, and, you know, he's, he's living the dream with his buyout money. You feel me? So it's like if he's coaching. But past that, I don't think I can give you an answer right now because I think I would want to really see um, who else becomes available this offseason. Again, this is a new face, a new, a new, you know, just a new face. I mean, sometimes that's that's good for a team, you know, with the coaches and stuff like that. And, and when I say that, like, you know, you, you got to feel bad for like the assistant coaches. Like Dino will be taken care of because he, you know, he has a high salary. But you know, the assistant coaches got to move their whole family. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So. You don't think that it's on their mind too, as well, because oh, you know is, they right. have families, and you know, it, and, you know, coaching is a tough business. It's either you're in it or you're not. And when I say you're in it, you're in it for the coach, and not so much for your family. I mean, the whole 
all of this is tough because again, you brought this up, but I really do think about this frequently. Like you, you mentioned like just bringing in a new face and even that on its own does matter and would provide some kind of a change. But just because it is a new face does not necessarily mean that it would be someone who could be doing a better job than Dino already has. Like I do wonder with NIL and the recruiting here and the fact that we are in the Northeast and all of these other factors, I do wonder who else could do better? And I wonder what kind of resources that Syracuse has available to be able to bring somebody in. Listen, of course you hear success stories about that all the time. Deion Sanders, hello. Wish we could have somebody like him here. <laughs> That's who I want. But no, I mean, I, I, I do. I think that it's a really tough situation. And you also are talking about, again, then a fan base that has to be patient really either one way or another. Because I, I feel like sometimes people don't realize truly how impressive at it, it is that someone like Deion Sanders was able to turn around a program like that in just one year's time. That's not something that you normally see happen. And I just feel like I even know that just from being on teams and having three different head coaches in the span of four years. Like when there's a new coach who comes in, most often and most frequently they're bringing in some of their own new assistant coaches. You're talking about a completely new culture and then having to make all of the players buy into yes. you when they mm -hmm. didn't know you before. And that's that's a tough thing too, like you're saying, you know, they're buying in and bringing a new coach and stuff like that. Um, but it, it, it's, you know, it, it's sad, you know, it's easy to say, I'll just get rid of the guy. But, you know, I, I do have a heart of thinking of, like, the other coaches and stuff like that because that one time I wanted to coach. And that's the difficulties of coaching because you don't know what could happen. And luckily Syracuse is a, is a university that keeps their coaches around. Um, you know, some coaches, some of, some of the university's establishments, you know, fire the coach with three losses or four losses, and we don't do that here. And I think that's good. But, again, you bring a new coach in, so that now, now we're rebuilding again. You know, we were rebuilding for the past four years, five years, got Babers guys, and now we're back to square root one again, um, rebuilding. And so now the fans have to be uh, more patient all over again for the next few years. Um, so it, it's, it's a tough situation, but should there be a new face up there? I think it's time. And I definitely think a new face could be a good thing. It just has to be the right face. Yes. And we're not going to know that until – <laughs> obviously they start playing the question is too what what's the expectation what's the fan base's expectations because right now if if what you want is is a, is a great college football program it's not it this yeah. isn't it right now but what are your expectations what are you expecting is seven and five or six and six is that is that success to you when looking at Syracuse football and the answer from the fan base right now is no. But I'd like to hear from the fan base. Comment on that on the YouTube page because we're all curious mm -hmm. to hear what would be your expectation, but also like what would make you feel happy as year a fan? Year in and year out. Year yeah, because just because you go to bowl game, like you know, you say right now they can you know uh, be seven and five or whatever and go to a bowl game. That's I'm not happy with that. I mean, everything is so big on let's go to bowl game, let's go to bowl game. Bowl game is just another game. If you're not playing in the you know. Uh, in the national championship or in the playoffs, I mean, you're just a regular, ga regular game after the season. And it's rewarding for the success that you had during the season. To me, you know, six and six, you know, six wins is not successful. <laughs> and, and you're eligible to go to a bowl game. That's not successful. Seven is just one, more, one extra game. Um, and the fashion of how we're playing makes it even worse because we won all those games in the front end and haven't won a game since. 
Hodges, what's up, man? What are you thinking? I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't know. It, it's – I've been telling you guys this really all week as we – and I say all week. We only have a day of the week to really prepare for this after game. We had some more time because the game was on Thursday this past week. Um, In terms of just like what it – it looked like the game was an indictment on the coaching staff. The way it started – and I understand that like – it's not your full-on bye week because it's a Thursday game after the bye. But in any case, you should be a little show more urgency in your preparation than for that game and be even more prepared because it's a shorter turnaround than your average bye week. And there wasn't. It, it looked sloppy. It looked just – I'm pretty sure I turned it off after the first quarter because uh, the Bills game was on too and, like, I was flipping between the two. And but that's an accurate depiction of probably what happened. Exactly. Most of this fan base around here exactly. Thursday night. and. Look, and no one can blame I remember him. when we when you sat down, Tommy, with Dino. What was that? That was late August, early September. Yeah, and we were on here, you, me, and Sam. I don't know if Mungro was here with us, um, talking about Dino Babers is a good guy, great guy. Yeah, on Monday, you were sitting in studio. I was producing our news show, and one of our anchors said, "Tommy, let me preface this by saying everyone, like people, love Dino Babers as a person." His status as a coach is what people are questioning. And it's it's one of those things where, like, you need a good man to lead a program, but that good man also has to be at least a good coach. Mm-hmm. Not a decent coach. Doesn't have to be a great coach. Can't be a decent coach, but needs to be good. And history has told us, whether it was the COVID year where everything went against Syracuse, or last year, 6-0 and to 6-7-5, and the seven, five, and then losing the bowl game or this year where it's a 4-0 start and then four straight losses that's that's average that's not good and while I don't think firing Dino would solve anything short term or long term it seems more and more likely that the pressure the university will be facing from fans who let's be frank universities could care less about what fans think it, it, on the inside, on the outside, they'll do something, but on the inside, it's more of like a, okay, but we're the one paying the guy millions of dollars. And the dome is empty. It, exactly. So you got to make a decision. Keep paying him and have an empty dome. What? They, I should reword that. They don't care what the media thinks. I don't. They care what the fan thinks. I think is the way. I don't I'm know if to I'm going to comment on that, but I'll, I'll say this. I think there's a there's a, you look on paper and you see that he has a losing record over eight years, right? Yeah, that tells and you. You say to yourself, <laughs> "How has this happened?" Because rarely ever do you see that in the Power Five for something like that to go on this long. And it's I think a few things go in. You had that build up to 2018. That's an automatic buy of a few year breather. Yeah. 2019 comes disappointing. 2020 COVID year, truly a mess. New York had different rules. That that is, a, to me, it's just kind of like a. Let's jump ahead mm-hmm. to 2021. Coaching change. Coaching changes at the coordinator position. Devito to Schrader, five and seven, almost there. And then you have that six and zero start. You have sellouts. Two sellouts in a row last year. You come into this year, and, and, and Clemson, that game fills the upper deck. So you have these true moments of where it feels like the community is back in, and those moments, I think, have created the time in which we've had this 
eight year journey. At the end of the day, I'm sorry. I'm a winner. I always will be. I mean, you have a losing season for eight years. That tells enough. It's time to move on. I mean, either way you look at it, it's time to move on. Like, it's just, I mean, you know, recruiting-wise and all that type of stuff, like, it's just common sense. Why would I come to a university that has a losing record? Like, why would I do that? I mean, that's for people out there. I mean, the university has to ask themselves, well, why would kids come here time after time, you know, the coach is losing? You know, I'm going to go to a, a program that's winning. Why, why would I go to a program that's losing? I think money's coming number one, too. I think I think if if, if – if you're getting offered a lot of money and it's a losing program, great. But there's nothing right now that shows me that Syracuse can be that school that dissuades someone because of the money and not having them go I'm to another program. I'm not even going for the money, though. Like, why, I know, but, why, but, why, but, that's, but that is, I think, a vital thing moving yeah, forward. Because it yeah. it's the, you know, it was an interesting conversation about, um, uh, <laughs> that's a funny tone. Uh, it's an interesting conversation, right, of Syracuse's investment in the facilities and if you're a player, if your school has old, outdated facilities, but they're offering you 25000 more to come each season, are you not even caring about that? Or do you go to a university that has pretty much, you know, all universities have very nice facilities already, D1, um, and also go to that university with a winning record and also get 25000 Exactly. Or get 20, okay, go 20000 Right. A little less, but you have nice facilities and a winning program. I see what what you're saying. It's like I'm not going for the money. Like I'm going to win. Right. And and listen, when it makes you the money. Yes. And and again, I think I think that depends. I think it depends. I, I do. A, James is a different breed here. Keep in mind, like, this is what 20 years now since you played college. Five thousand dollar difference is is I think I would go with the better facilities. Yeah. And if there's a better I mean, upside I just, for more nil for, deals. I mean, just, it's common sense. Okay, I just took my son to university. Went to Seton Hall and Stony Brook. Uh-huh. Which one has better facilities? My son. See, uh, Stony Brook has better facilities than Seton Hall, so therefore, number one list on the Stony Brook than Seton Hall. I mean, it's just like Go Sea Wolf. Like I'm just, yeah. What was the Sea Wolf? <laughs> we'll talk about it another time. But, <laughs> but um, no. But I'm just serious. I mean, so it's like you know, you're gonna try to wine and dine these athletes or wine and dine anybody. If I'm gonna be wine and dine, I want to be on the good team, on the winning team, not mm. on the losing team. Fair enough. Sam, your final thoughts on this? I, I just I see it from both sides. I do think that it's very appealing, some of these NIL deals and kids are thinking about not only their future but also their family sometimes and what place did they come from and what are their goals, what's important to them. But at the same time, I do feel like at the end of the day, a lot of the, these kids winning would be either their number one or their number two priority. They want to be at, at a team where they can win and have those lasting memories. And like James said, I do think that when you go to a winning program, in some way you are investing in your long-term future because you're getting more looks and more people are seeing you and there are more eyes on your program. You have the opportunity to go further into the season. I think all of that actually does matter from a money standpoint as well. And and end of the day, what are they trying to do when they're in college? They're trying to have it as a jumping stone to the NFL. Absolutely right. 